Hello, everybody. Welcome. We'll get Instagram going here as well because we are that fancy. Cardinal cast. I'm Lonnie Watson. And I'm got, Jerry Mack. Got Mr. Mack, principal yeah. here. Um, we promised we uh, talk about something specific today, which is very rare for us because I usually just <laughs> blabber about anything and everything. But thank goodness you remembered. Uh, truthfully, I forgot that we were we had talked about this topic and we need to talk about this topic. Yes. Lots of questions. Yeah. Cum laude system. So, we're fancy, you guys. We can say words like laude. Just to freak you all out, we're not going to have valedictorians or salutatorians anymore. No more vows Starting this May. So I want to talk about that a little okay. bit. Like, why would we why would ever we do that? get rid tradition. of valedictorians? We're losing there's, the traditions. There's no medal. There's no single person. And then we're going to talk about who's going to give the graduation speech. If there's no, we'll get to that yeah. as well. Um, so when I proposed this, it's been four years ago. Yeah, so it's not new. This no. isn't a recent decision. Nope. This was changed in board policy four years ago. Yeah. And when I proposed this, one of the first questions I got um, from a board member, which was more maybe of a statement than a question, rhetorical question on, well, isn't it known that valedictorians just seem to or perform much better at college and in the workforce in general. What do you think? <laughs> I need to stay out of this because I, I had a kid who graduated in one of these CHS years where I think there was 11, 12, or 13 valedictorians. Oh, yeah. We used to have 12 val oh, valedictorians. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So, um, yeah. I, what would your mm, thoughts be? And uh, we're talking nationally, not necessarily Shattern High School valedictorians. I think there's some, I don't know. There's, I'm going to stay out of it. I don't so know. So there's a Harvard review study on this. Okay. Um, so this is actual data. Actual data. This yeah. actually started this trend of no more valedictorian and salutatorian, like most trends do, started on the East and West Coast yeah. and has taken time to get to the Midwest. Um, we are one of over 20 Nebraska schools that now go to a LOD system. Yeah. So we are not the first by any means in Nebraska. We might be trend centers in like the class C mm -hmm. arena with this. We usually are. I mean, I'm like, hate to like, you know, right. brush it off a little bit, but That's we usually Shedding are. We, we usually like, we're, we're not scared of change and we, um, we watch things closely. Yeah. And so we might be a little bit of trend sending in our, um, our panhandle area. Um, but this trend started from the East and West coast and a couple reasons this trend started. Uh, the first reason was very much that there, no matter how great of a val valedictorian policy you have, there's little validity to it because kids in right. high school don't have to take the same classes. Right. So you're, you're, you could be running a 400, probably at the 300 hurdles. It's got to be one of the hardest races, doesn't it? There you go. Yeah. I never yeah. ran that. Yeah. I, 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 I tried the quarter mile a couple times. I think I puked every time. But you might be running the 300 hurdles or the 400, taking AP classes, taking this, and I'm taking something completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and then our GPAs are compared. Correct. So the first was there's very little way to have it be valid. Um, the second reason was because of this Harvard study review on um, the fact that valedictorians and salutatorians, though amazing students, are not necessarily great predictors of work, success. life, success. Um, and, and part of that was very much when we put these policies in place, a lot of the kids that meet them are kids who meet all policies. Right. And um, sometimes our, our trendsetters and change agents in the world are would surprise you. 
um, wouldn't necessarily be our valedictorians and salutatorians. The other thing that we thought of as a school is you and I both know this and you don't work with scholarships a whole lot, but you write a lot of letters of recommendation. How many scholarships do you know for 4.0 students? Uh, zero. And, and there's I, not, I can't yeah. remember if you corrected me once that you found one somewhere, but it has been zero for a long, long time. Right. There's so a, there's not a valedictorian scholarship. There's not. Yeah. yeah. For in specifically for if you are valedictorian yeah. or salutatorian, um, there's not a scholarship for that. Yeah. Um, so it just became, it, it became kind of obvious to us watching yeah. and the people who do, and our system was tight. Yeah. Cheers to Linda Drinkwalter for yeah. putting together the tightest and most elaborate val- valedictorian and salutatorian point system that ever was created. And I still, she was part on the team that when mm-hmm. we decided to make this change, because um, the the leadership team was hesitant to make this change because mm-hmm. they had put so much time and energy into this policy. And we went back for years and looked at it and it was coming down to grades in, mm-hmm. in freshman classes, um, freshman like FCS, FCS, uh, health, yeah, PE, health class. um, I mean, it got so intricate at what it came down to that it wasn't necessarily a good reflection of mm-hmm. of a top student. And then we have so many dang students that are so talented in different areas. I just don't know how you compare. I don't know how you compare the, the young man who's just super gifted in art and English to the young woman who might be a science and math yeah. stud, and they've taken different paths, but yet one of them gets yeah. to be your top student. And then, yeah, gifted students taking classes they're gifted in. Yes. Um, and the high school allows for that. So I like your um, the analogy of the, the races with track and how different the path is or the race is for any two seniors. They just don't take the same set of classes. But there are some big differences. Um, and, I, and before we talk about, because I want you to talk a little bit about, because you know the history, because you were involved with splitting hairs for a mm-hmm. number of years, but I'm going to back it clear back because I've been in the school district or a school long enough as a teacher and principal. So it used to be that it was just by GPA. And GPA, like how one teacher grades versus another, there's some you know differences there. Um, but it was just simply, if you had an A in all of your classes, you had a 4.0 GPA, therefore you're one of the valedictorians. And I say one of, I think I think the 2005 class holds the record for the most valedictorians. I think it was 12, um, and we could ask, because I think Mr. Hensey that teaches in the district is actually one of those. Um, and so I remember being at that graduation because Mrs. Gerard was another one that's in the school district. She was in that 2005 class. And I remember they would go up in pairs to give speeches. So they took one valedictorian (laughs) speech and they split it into 12 slices. And the first two would come in, they'd say some lines each, and then the next two would come in. And it was just, that's when it became obvious. And it had been going on for a number of years that we'd have these multiple valedictorians. Um, and, And there was a part of me then, and I was a teacher at that time, that said, well, at least you're not making losers out of winners. You know, mm-hmm. the kids did get 4.0 by mm-hmm. all means. Um, and it was Linda Drinkwalter was a big one in the leadership team that said this is just, it's, it was getting crazy. It was getting out of hand. And she came up with a point system that looked at the numeric percentage grade, not mm-hmm. just whether it was an A or B. And so there was a difference between you getting a 98% in a in freshman health class yep. versus the kid who got a 96. Which are both A's. In freshman health class. Mm-hmm. Versus the kid who got a 93, which is also an A. And so there was a point system then that was developed. And that's what we've probably used for 
10, 12 years, mm-hmm. I'm kind of guessing a little bit, maybe it's been longer than that, to help dial in the one valedictorian and the one salutatorian. Mm-hmm. And then what started to happen, and that was under my 10 years of principal, your 10 years as school counselor, is hair splitting. How oh close, gosh. can you just, do you remember a little bit on how how close these valedictorian versus a salutatorian was coming down to? Oh my gosh, it would be to like the hundred thousandth of a percentile i mean we're talking about like three decimal point zero zero four opposed to point zero zero three six so we literally are talking about going back to freshman year Mm -hmm. i remember you giving that example of the kid who got a 96 versus the Mm -hmm. kid who got the 97 or 98 that ended up that was the determination of a valedictorian Mm -hmm. um and so we knew we were giving the medal to the kid with the highest overall percentage scores but then what came about was we started offering more and more elective classes. We really started pushing the applied arts and fine arts and tech schools and all these different things. That's So all of a sudden, the valedictorian system favored the college prep and not the tech prep, mm-hmm. um, where some of the very successful careers were coming from. Absolutely. It just wasn't. It just. And here's the line I kept going back to is just... In the end, yes, you're recognizing one or in a second uh, salutatorian, and and I get that. And I'm not for handing out a participation ribbon for everyone. I get it, but at the same time, you're making losers out of winners. Mm-hmm. You're. It would be different. I'm way okay with first place, second place if it was the same race. Yeah. And it just wasn't the same race anymore. It was not, and, and it it can't be. And that's a yeah. huge reason why the college goes by a laud system. Um, I, I, that's what sold me was when yeah. you were t- talking about scholarships. They don't, they don't look at that. No, no, they don't. And, um, how many schools have done away and with this doing away of balance, how we completely have done away with class rank. Cause I will tell you right now, a kid in this graduating class, cause they are so outstandingly special mm-hmm. and academic. I don't think we have pumped them up enough on how, and we will at honors night, mm-hmm. um, how special this, this class is and how high their test scores, they would not be in the top 25% of their class with a 3.82 GPA. A 3.82 GPA, guys. I didn't sniff that in high school. I wasn't (laughs) even in that room. I was not invited to that party. And you would not be in the top 25%. So not only did I think... Uh, did we think, and, and the school board agreed with, uh, with us, that we were making losers out of winners, but we were harming students' scholarship potential by ranking. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a 3.82, but I can't check the box that you're ranked in the top 25% of the class, you're you out. are immediately out. out. But if I can check the bo- box that we don't rank our students against each other because they're not all running the same darn race, you're still in. Yeah. You're still in. So um, it was a no-brainer to me. Absolute yeah. no-brainer. Really, and I thought it would be a because it's such a traditional thing. I thought mm-hmm. it would be a harder pitch for the school board, but I remember when you kind of you laid it all out, and and we had the leadership team and other people involved in writing the policy and what it came up with, which we'll share with you here in a, a little bit. But it it's it was obvious to the board as well. There was mm-hmm. very little. I mean, they kind of held out to get some feedback for another month or two, but um, you could tell right away there was support for it. Just. It's just times have changed, and, and if we're going to give students more opportunities for scholarships and more opportunities for uh, after high school, this was the right thing to do for, for students. So, Absolutely, yeah. and you touched on it, and I just wanted to kind of jump in a little bit. Um, it, it favored, because we, we started to make students take some AP classes to mm-hmm. be Val and Sal, and so it kind of favored, and it took away from CT. Another thing 
is if a student would choose to take a class up at the college, it could harm their chances of being valedictorian and salutatorian. Mm -hmm. So then they were not taking opportunities that they were right. had the right to because it just got complicated. Right. Um, and, and in some in some um, cases, it could help because we don't have the same grading mm -hmm. scales the college does, and and those classes are kind of a free block opportunity to go take classes. Um, However, it just got complicated because yeah. it would affect the overall GPA. And that's not this or not the overall GPA. I'm sorry, the overall Val and Sal ranking. Yep. And we just didn't think that the kids should have that opportunity without having to think, oh, man, I'm making a mistake by doing this opportunity right. that I really want to do. And our, our data and Infinite Campus still truthfully would allow us to rank students. Mm -hmm. But there again, it's just how valid is that information? It's just not useful anymore because no. the courses are not the same. So, right. yeah. So, and then, so instead of, um, you know, this, the, the Val Sal, I, I'll be honest with you because I, I was that kid. I would not have been invited to the 3.8 room either. No and one's then we invited go to this guy to that party. No. <laughs> We go to college, and it's the first time I'm around that system, that LOD system, and I'll just speak for this hick that I still wasn't invited to that. So I didn't know what those were. I'd hear these words up there, but at graduation, I, I don't know what a magna cum laude or a, a summa. I, I didn't even know which one I was ranked higher than the other because I was never invited to those rooms. So, 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 how, so the way it falls now is students are going to land in what one of three pools yes you're yep. to be recognized at graduation yep and we did a ton of research this is where the leadership team um got together with the two of us um after the school board said yep we'd like to see mm -hmm. a proposal and so we went forward with the proposal we did a ton of research about schools across the nation and what they use for their cum laude system um what schools in nebraska specifically mm -hmm. use and what colleges use high schools are usually a little bit harder to get into honors than collegiate. Usually if you're at about a three, five or higher in the collegiate level, the high schools have, have trended a little bit, not much. They were like 10th of percentages here mm -hmm. talking, but a little bit higher um, in that. So a lot of thought, a lot of research. And um, we, we took everybody's consideration of what they did. And I think our proposal, our leadership team came up with great Mm -hmm. um, scale. So we've got three, the first to get any honors at graduation and an, by honor means a visual honor of, uh, um, tassel cord, cord sorry, mm -hmm. tassels go up here. Cords go around your yeah. neck of a cord, um, is a magna or I'm sorry, just a cum laude. And then the second level, the next level would be a magna cum laude. And we're still going to honor our 4.0 students. So our 4.0 students have always gotten honored with a cord at graduation at Shattern High School. And that's always been a white cord. And they will get special recognition um, both at honors night and hopefully again at graduation. I really like that um, right. because a 4.0 is very important to us as well. Yeah. Um, and that's SUMA. And that's a SUMA cum laude. So they're still going to get honors. So cum laude to get any honors at graduation as far as we're going to honor everybody because they all rock <laughs> um, and are invited to our pot party. But as far as a cord would be a 3.667 okay. to a 3.832. Do you see how intricate this gets? This put so much time and work to put this yeah. in. 3.667. 3.667. Thousands of decimal thousands places. Thousands to a 3.832. Okay. To get, and I'm reading this right off the list because this is, I can't remember this quite yet. Magna cum laude would be the second level of honors. So up in honor, a different 
color cord will be a 3.833 and a 3.999. And I want to stop and think about this. So a kid from a 3667 to a 3999 at Shattern High School has never gotten any sort of honors before. True. For their GPA. Never. We have never recognized them at honors night for their amazing Mm -hmm. academic work. Um, We have never honored them or recognized them at graduation. And this will be the first year that any of those those That's kids good. who have i mean to get yeah. a 3667 or higher to a 39 at Shatter high school you have busted your butt yeah um and we will honor them at honors night and at graduation with their cords we will hand yeah. them out at honors night and they will get to wear them um and those kids usually don't get to wear anything i'm pumped about that yeah. well part of me is like do you remember four years ago because i don't I, i'm going to put you on the spot yeah. here i remember the talk that the leadership team and you and I kind of sat back and, and let this be developed. Do you remember why the three the the break like it seemed to me three point six six seven came more obvious than the three point eight something? Do you remember how those were developed? It had something to do with the percentiles or I mean there was a lot done to get that percentage number on there, but do you, I don't remember the details in that. I don't remember I don't the exact right. details. Um, I know that. Um, between our, our numbers and our percentiles and trying to get around the top 20% of kids yeah. um, and those, um, yeah, you're putting on me s- the spot. So, because it ended up being, it'll roughly be the top 20% mm-hmm. of students yep. typically would fall into those GPA categories. And then I, I, there was just a lot of talk about where that next break, the 3.832 or whatever was going to be. And I can't remember, I wasn't in all those committee meetings with the leadership team when they were um, but there was a lot done with that to come up with that. But a ton done. You know, with and that. then the other thing, and I know you're getting to it, is what it left. It left so the only other category, which is the top category, the summa cum laude, is straight out 4.0. Never gotten anything less than an A their entire yeah. high school career. Whatever courses you took, and so we don't have the. Does it have to be AP? Does it have? There's no. It's just whatever you took. It, is that true? It's. Um, Minimum of four credits advanced okay, core coursework. Advanced, yes, which is a little softer wording than it's we used to It's a little softer wording. Um, our AP, our, I mean, our 4.0 kids do take our AP classes. We don't have a single one this year that hasn't. However, we have a lot of advanced coursework that n- doesn't necessarily fall in the lines of an AP, AP right. um, coursework. I mean, I'm just even thinking about like trigonometry and math and yep. some of our science classes, you guys, we have advanced science classes and mm. physics, physiology, anatomy and physiology. Yeah. Um, and I know our core area teachers and we had represent, um, representation from each one had what defined their core yep. or, um, advanced coursework. So you can't, you can't be a summa cum laude at Shattern high school without taking some pretty darn yeah. tough classes. We just didn't label them or force them to be AP right. because some years, our AP classes don't always make, right. you know, if we just well, don't have right. enough kids that are yeah. interested in an AP biology, um, which has been the case for the last couple of years, it doesn't make, or mm-hmm. if AP literature bops below 10 kids, we might not, o- we might offer it every other year. Right. So we, we decided not to tie it necessarily with AP, but that we have a lot of advanced coursework we'd be mm-hmm. okay with. Now, and I let the senior class sponsors, which includes you, you're one of those, I come am. up with the hey. colors for the cords. We're so, s- do you recall what? We're gonna have um, we're gonna have a red, a silverish color, and then a white, which is traditional, white. and that saves our gold cords, which would always be for our national honor society kids. So, and those are the only. Qu- and I take heed over this and just yes, listen closely. Aim at me if this <laughs> yes. is your issue, but I we only allow 
those cords worn at the Shadron High School commencement exercises. Um, because here's the deal. They get cords for donating. What if, but what bl- if I give blood? Can I wear my cord? I know. They get red cords for that, and I love it. I, I really Can't appreciate that. Not during the ceremony. Wear it for pictures outside, afterwards, before, by all means. And, and mm-hmm. we really appreciate that you're donating blood. But it has nothing to do with we're celebrating the high school, the end of the high school um, academic career. I mean, that's what these awards are for. And donating blood isn't number one. It had nothing to do with high school, and it had nothing to do with academic. Um, what about the, my blue FFA cord? I know, and I'm a huge FFA fan. You big even supporter. have your FFA jacket. I still have what my FFA so jacket. Mean? It doesn't fit. <laughs> um, so that's another one that it's not. It's an activity, and so it's it's you're recognizing an activity during the academic mm-hmm. um, celebration, and so it just doesn't fit what the program is. So by all means, put those cords on if they still hand them out um, for pictures before and after. But during the ceremony itself, we really want to make sure that we are highlighting the academic, the end of this academic process and celebrating this, the Shattern High School diploma. And so that's why we tie in. Um, and National Honor Society might go, well, that's an, no, that's an, that's an academic achievement is what puts you in. And then it, there's yep. more rigor even on top of that. But it's academics that get, that, uh, get students into that. So it's still going to be the National Honor Society um, for gold cords, and then we're going to roll into um, the white, a silverish, and I'll just say a red. Yeah, an off-red to yeah. not be quite as red as our. And this it took a lot of Mrs. Berry gets some big kudos because it took mm-hmm. a lot of sampling of cords yeah. to decide what goes. Because when you have two colors of graduation yeah. gowns, it gets kind of hard. But and just because you're on that topic, we have red gowns and we have black gowns. Traditionally, the uh, the ladies will wear, wear red and the guys wear black. It, there's no, nowhere is that written. Do you have to wear those? I mean, yes, I'm picky about what graduation looks like. If if you want to wear, if you're a girl and you want to wear black, we've had it. If you're a guy and you want to wear red, by all means. But we just have those those two colors um, for gowns. And it's just so that the ceremony looks good. I just, I still want it to look good and Absolutely. be something that's special and um, good for those that are attending to to really see the the accomplishments and honors. So... So yeah, so this will be the first, and and, uh, last year was the COVID year, but uh, that was actually the last year of the salutatorian and the um, valedictorian, and so we did those, and we did those virtually with uh, as part of the video and got their speeches. Grace and Lauren gave great speeches. I loved them. They did wonderful. Yeah, I remember telling them, you're you're the last valedictorian and salutatorian at Shattern High School, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty special honor. So who will speak next year or this year? That is a good question. So here's how our policy is written. Um, any senior graduating, I'm reading straight from it, so I don't mess this up. Any senior graduating cum laude or higher. So with an honor, with a academic any cord, of those three categories, any of those three, um, can submit a three to five minute speech to the high school principal Yep, would be Mr. Mack speeches will be reviewed and ranked by a committee of teachers and senior students, the faculty council and non-applying representatives from both senior class officers and senior student council officers will be part of that group. Um, they will go over these speeches without knowledge of the speech authors. So, um, mm-hmm. that'll be something that we remove before they go over these speeches. Um, the top summa cum laude and the highest ranking remaining speech will be selected. So we will have one of our, su- it was very important to our committee that one of our graduating 4.0 students will be a graduation Correct. speaker. Cause these are the kids, you guys, that it comes down to maybe five or six of them that I'm splitting hairs with yeah. their, with their, um, percentiles and classes to find out who the Valencial is, which isn't necessarily indicative of anyone being a better student than each other. Just that they, mm-hmm. 
got some higher percentages and maybe different classes. But one of those kids with a 4.0 will be a speaker. And then another student who submits a really great speech will be a speaker. The next best speech. Yeah, and that is pretty cool because that's a student that has that 3.667 or higher. It mm -hmm. could be another Zoom Yep. Uh, summa cum laude, a 4.0. It could be a magna cum laude or it could be a cum laude. Um, but all of the honor students will have a chance if they really do yeah. want to speak at graduation to their class to submit a speech. Yeah. It's a lot more work for you and me. Yeah. But Well, and what we know is some students don't want to speak. Yes. You know, and truthfully, I've had years where a, a valedict or a salutatorian, they don't feel comfortable. They don't want to. They end up doing it. And we've done pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've had students who I know self-sabotage to not. Yeah be Val or Sal by getting uh, a lower grade so they didn't have to speak, you guys. Yeah. So Or a lower percentage yeah, so I, they could get out of I the runnings. I've had kids behind closed doors. I never, ever divulge their names say, I, I will not do that, yeah. and I don't want to do that, and I need to know how to not do that. <laughs> and so the, we're talking about the summa cum laude. One of those for sure will be a speaker. Mm -hmm. Is this a fair statement? Most years we have about three. Yeah. Three, yeah, that's four, probably average. maybe five yep. on a... I think my highest in seven years was seven. Oh, was there that Six many? or seven. Okay. And my lowest was just one. Okay. You know, we've had just one. Yeah. Um, we've always had one since I've been here, a 4.0 student. So, but yeah, usually it's around three or four mm -hmm. um, that yeah. it comes down to split. Three hairs, seems like so. a common number. I can recall yeah. a couple of those classes. And you always feel bad. Like that third one was 4.0. And we just, you know, we, allowed, we got a white cord. Mm -hmm. and, and truthfully, that was something that we started somewhere. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think when you and I were in our positions we're mm -hmm. in now because just man you need to do something a little bit more but, absolutely yeah i don't remember the all the details on that one but and something we just so, started two years ago was having them um two or three years ago having them stand at the actual yeah. graduation ceremony for those yeah. who can't make it to honors night to see yeah. like the visual representation of the whole gym i thought that was powerful you added that yeah. in i, I really like well, do you know the story behind why i added that yeah in? no but no not the whole cardinal <laughs> cast doesn't need to know the story no the <laughs> story was that my yeah it, my doings it gets pretty complicated oh, yeah. um and on just figuring all this out and where yeah. kids um, and I missed a kid at honors night to get a chance to honor I them. I missed a kid at honors I night missed calling the their name out <laughs> as a 4.0 recognition. I missed them on the list. And so we thought, well, how can we make sure everyone in this dang school knows that this yeah. kid has deserved this honor? And so you added the standing and I yeah. thought that was pretty cool because they well, usually get a standing ovation. Yeah, and it was such, it was number one, honors night is just, is parents, you know, yeah. for the most part. I mean, there's some grandparents come, but all of those people are also there at graduation plus another thousand or, or you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it's a bigger recognition. And so once we put it, it's like, oh, that's a no brainer. We, so we've, we've kept it in each year. It was year. pretty powerful. But it all started and, with a, yeah. a mistake of just like forgot to announce a kid's name and, and didn't even catch it that night until parents brave, you know, were strong and brave enough to call and say, so hey, like, hey, I think my like, kid earned that. And it's like, like yes, oh. absolutely. So, so yeah, so. we've, Stumbled around, so um, so the speeches, that's going to be new. We've never done that before, and I'll be curious how many of them want to provide a speech. I am um, too. But at the same time, I think some will, and, and it's going to be neat to have uh, choices um, where we have committees of staff and students who will select the speeches without knowing the author of the, of the speakers. And so we're anxious to see how that works, and again, we'll see how it works, whether we need to make changes for the next year, but I, th I think it'll work. Um, we'll just wait and see. And all of this said, I know we're talking about the graduation ceremony and the graduating seniors. 
there's still the honor roll. And the honor oh, yeah. roll is for all Shadron High School students. Well, in fact, I'm maybe in the other schools too, but we still have the, there's still the honor mm-hmm. roll um, piece where students get recognized each semester. Semester, And that actually should come out, I'm hoping, in this mm-hmm. next, knock on wood, um, our first semester. It takes a couple weeks after the yeah. first semester ends, so usually I can get it to them at the end of January um, or mid to late January. That should be coming out in the paper too. Um, and we have silver and gold honor roll. Um, 3.0 to 3.65 is our silver. And then our gold is that 3.66 or greater um, for gold honor roll. And that's always stuff I always tell kids. I don't care if you're a freshman or sophomore. Put that on your resume. Yeah. Because when they ask you what academic honors, well, I was gold honor roll, freshman, yeah. sophomore, whatever year. Yeah. So. I just got through t- speaking with a freshman class. I got to spend all 90 minutes as their speaker and we were talking about your resume. Your resume is more than paper. Mm-hmm. Your resume is the recommendations and references you're going to get from people while in high school. So mm-hmm. therefore, starting as a freshman, you need to be thinking about your resume. You know, what are people going to say about you come graduation and scholarship time? So I think next week I want to touch on, and I probably don't this week because we had enough of this kind of information. Mm-hmm. But I think next week I want to talk about a little bit about Kiwanis Honors Program. Yeah, I was thinking that um, too. And actually, I'm going to lie about that. Let's wait a couple weeks. I so got good. just got invited. Um, Mrs. Bryce and I got invited to the Qantas meeting um, yeah. in two weeks where we're going to finalize a date for the Qantas mm-hmm. Honors Program. And that's for all students, 9th through 12th. And yeah. we're going to finalize what... Um, what a, what academic honors and, and some activity honors that they want to honor on that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so uh, be on the lookout. Maybe maybe in two weeks, Cardinal Cast, two or three weeks, we'll get a chance to share that with you. It's usually in, in April, mid-April exactly. or something in there. Yep, so. usually a Wednesday or Thursday at, at yep. mid to end of, of April. So And that's neat because it's a different organization that comes in to recognize students. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to we get to observe and, and, and help celebrate there as well. But so that's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um Last thing I want to say on the selection of the the speakers at graduation, once again, that was vetted by what has been done and what has worked for other stu- other schools yeah. across the nation, particularly Nebraska schools um, that have moved to this before us. So we did a lot of time and research in contacting other schools to see since they removed rank, what has worked really well for graduation speakers because mm-hmm. we love when our kids speak at graduation, it is, I'm sorry, Mr. Mack, you do a great job, but it is by far the best part of graduation. People don't believe me when I say it, but public speaking is like, I, that's one of my fears. You're good at it. You just do it. You're good at it. Um, But when a student gets up there, yeah, I've learned I keep tissue in my pockets. You never know how it's going to come out. It's always special though. And, And hearing them talk about their peers and their teachers is just, those are the best moments of, of graduation ceremonies. Absolutely. So, um, that's a lot of information for one Cardinal cast. That It was, but that it was timely to start talking about this mm-hmm. as a reminder to people that the ceremony does change just a little bit on how the recognitions will happen. And um, Real quickly, just kind of wanted to make a reminder that, that February 16th is a teacher work day. That's um, their superintendent with the support of the board has added, and this is Department of Education in Nebraska, has encouraged schools to find a few days um, where they can kind of just allow kids to stay home and teachers to have time. It's just, it's just been a, t- a, our year, and I was trying to explain this and talk with parents last night, and I was visiting with um, administration from another school at a basketball game last night. Our year has really gone pretty well. It really has. I always have to remind myself to say that. It has gone pretty well, but it's just been such a different year with the COVID and 
the putting lists on who gets to watch games versus who doesn't and the position that puts us in and mask wearing and um, the protocols inside the school. And even yesterday we had to make a change in school with uh, breakfast serving times and because we're doing these staggered dismissals. It's just been a lot more work. Um, And Department of Education recognizes that and encouraged just a little more time off and time for teachers to do do some work. In other words, all of the absences this year, the exempt absences due to quarantines and isolations and and just symptoms, you know, we... Mm -hmm. Um, that has piled up on the teachers a little bit to take care of students who are constantly gone more more than normal years or most years. And so it gives them a work day to kind of get caught up and get some communications yeah. out. So um, so we'll take off. We took off a day January 22nd. The next one is February 16th. The calendar on the website doesn't show that yet. And if I remember, I will go have some input to see if we can switch that. But the Monday, February 15th, it was already a scheduled in-service day for the entire panhandle. I'm so jealous. Kids get like a second spring I break know. there. We do a, uh, I'm up. excited. We do a school safety presentation. Yeah. Hopefully we can share some of that on, on some upcoming Cardinal cast. Um, so we get a school safety presentation that day that I'm excited about on the 15th. And then the 16th is just a back off. We will have a few meetings in the building, but it's going to be to give teachers just some time uh, for a work day. Um, so students get that four-day weekend on through. They'll get off the February fifteenth and sixteenth, and then the third day that we're going to take off is in March, like March twenty-sixth. And again, I hope to get in and change the the calendar you see online. But so just reminders: those those are days of no students, but the teachers and staff will be um, coming into the school. And I know they'll have some. They've got some activities. We had one of the clubs came in and um, they were doing some work or something. It really helped them too to buy time. Um, in a week. So mm-hmm. kind of excited for that. And the other thing, I got to be honest with you, just because it's been a weird COVID year and all the different protocols is this is, and it's almost sad, but this is our last week of home events for winter activities. We have speech. Our home speech invite is Saturday, not open to the public. We have um, our last JV varsity basketball games will be Friday night. The last um, freshman home games are Thursday evening, and and uh, uh, let's see. And then it, it's just like already this weekend begins. They have now a sub-district for wrestling. So we're talking about wrestling sub-districts or sub-districts and districts already within the next week, and that means girls' sub-districts and districts basketball. It's like it's just in, in ways it's encouraging that we're getting through mm-hmm. the, the school year They've and it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to get this far. And, and we haven't had, um, we haven't lost, um, missed or postponed or canceled a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've heard, um, but just to kind of get through it. And it's a reminder of the school year is really, it's, it's kind of going by. Absolutely. I think it's, it's amazing that we mm-hmm. have gotten kids through this many activities and yeah. I know it's not perfect, but just plus they get to participate and get to compete man that's awesome um other thing is i'm hosting uh we are hosting the act that would be at the high school this saturday i think there's only 11 kids registered so this doesn't partake to a huge amount but i will be at the middle school for those kids while the speech competition is going on the high school that date always conflicts with a national act and the speech meet and we still want to offer it as many times as possible Mm -hmm. just because kids need the scores so this isn't a big group of kids taking it but the act will be at the middle school this saturday normal time be there before 8 a.m 7 45 with your id your printed ticket and a calculator so um 
I'll, I'll say one more ACT thing is the only other Saturday national ACT we will host will be in April. Um, after that, the, there's a June and July one that they sometimes will have up at the college, but that there's no guarantee that there'll be a Shadron offering for that. If you're a junior, however, we will take that and we'll talk about that day coming up here soon. Um, the, all juniors will get a free ACT on April 7th. So State um, testing. Yep, the national April ACT that you pay the $50 for, no reason to juniors to sign up for that. That right. would be if a senior needed one more score or a freshman or sophomore, which I'm encouraging now. I used to not, but I'm yeah. like, sign up, give it a shot. You yeah. don't have to let anyone even know what your score is, but get the anxiety of taking under your belt. So if, if anybody wants to, um, that would be the last Saturday test date. And juniors, mm -hmm. we got you covered. We've got you in school on the 7th to take that test. So Very good. That's all I have for Cardinal Cast. The LOD system. LOD. If you have any questions, call the school counselor office. Yeah, I'll talk to <laughs> I will. I'll talk to no. anyone about it. There's been lots of good yeah. questions about it. You know, it. it does remind me we should I should probably post I can post the policy on yep. the um, the school blog um, just so you can read it. It's easier than digging through policies anyway, so you can see it. Um, but ex excited to give it a try. Excited to recognize more students the way we should. I think our community is yep. going to absolutely love it. More names in the paper and more uh, cords around the neck is a Perfect. good thing at graduation when they have honors to do with them. So, all right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.